What a year 2022 has been. My name is Rob Marshall and welcome to episode 14 of Out on the Paddock, a podcast all about WA country cricket brought to you by WA Country Cricket. The year that has been, well, for this podcast, it has included some former Test and WA Shield cricketers who still call WA Regional Cricket their home. A former international women's golf star who now calls WA Regional Cricket her favourite place to be each weekend and to be playing cricket. We have had a former Bustledon girl who is now the newly elected chair of the board and head of WA Cricket based at the Wacker, as well as a raft of former WA regional cricketers and legends who formed and have been a passion for cricket in the bush that still burns strongly today and in some ways burns stronger than ever. And of course, not to mention that 2022 will always be the year that this humble podcast, Out on the Paddock, was named the winner of Cricket Australia's Technology and Media Initiative Award at the 2022 Australian Community Cricket Awards. So get on it, folks. If you haven't listened to the previous 13 episodes of Out on the Paddock, you are missing out on hearing some amazing and inspiring stories and journeys of those who have made WA Cricket, country cricket, the biggest stage that they could make it. It is great listening. But now for something, or should I say someone, a bit different from all of our previous guests. Instead of a guest who can reflect on the journey past, and all of its challenges, learnings and wonderful achievements, this episode of Out on the Paddock has as its guest someone who has barely commenced their journey in WA country cricket and who has all of the challenges of completing that mostly ahead of him. 17-year-old Cooper Deering is our guest today on Out on the Paddock our youngest guest to date and someone who I believe will bring a new lens for you to hear about why we all, no matter what your age, celebrate the awesome honour it is each week to play cricket in the best part of Australia, in the best state in Australia, when it comes to regions and why we all love our cricket. So sit back and enjoy the next generation of WA Country Cricket from the lips of emerging star... Cooper Deering. A new demographic, that's what I'm going to call this. We haven't had uh, something like this on Out on the Paddock before. What I'm referring to is our first guest, somebody who uh, is definitely a lot younger, and that's no disrespect to those that we've had on the podcast before, but certainly I'm really thrilled to uh, have Joining us today, Cooper Deering. Welcome to the podcast, Coop. Cheers, Rob. Thanks for having me. Uh, mate, it's brilliant to have you. Uh, I'm going to find out in a minute exactly how young you actually are, but the other thing I'm going to call out is I think the other first about this is that you are our first father-son, so uh, that's another first for out on the paddock, and, mate, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. So let's kick off. How old are you? I'm um, 17, turn 18 in February. Cool. So... Um, if I was to sort of describe you as a cricketer, I'd have my views on what I've seen. How do you describe yourself as a cricketer? Uh, at the moment, I'd say I'm a wicket-keeping batsman, but hoping to turn it into a bit more of a batsman wicket-keeper. 
Yeah, and I, I was down at the um, a Country Cup game recently where the BDCA were playing the Invitational 11. You didn't get much of a chance to bat in that match, but, you know, I think you got one or two not out at the yeah. end there, but uh, had a pretty decent game against Peel, I believe. We yeah, you that game. Yeah, right. Come on, tell us, what, how'd you go against Peel? <laughs> um, yeah, just I got a promotion in the batting order. Julian Cradelli wasn't feeling great after bowling 20 overs for the weekend, and he made his runs the day before as well, so... I batted up at four and just once I got myself in, I was fine, especially at Hay Park. Normally a road and it was that day, that's for sure. Absolutely love batting at Hay Park. Yeah, I reckon if you could take that wicket and <laughs> carry it around in your back pocket, yeah. you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll keep calling it out. I've said it before. I think uh, Hay Park's very, uh, yeah, excellent wicket, but Harvey, you can't beat Harvey. <laughs> you gotta, you're always got to go back to Harvey, the, uh, the home of the real top uh, wickets in, in regional WA. What um, what is it about from your perspective? So you're eighteen, is uh, that right? 17. seventeen, yeah, seventeen. So for many of us, um, that certainly those that we've had on out of, out on the paddock in the um, previous thirteen episodes, most most of those guests have been, let's say, the other side of thirty. So <laughs> you're well and truly at the other end of of the spectrum or the the demographic, as I called it earlier, when it comes to WA country cricketers. What's What's your perspective or what, what do you love about WA country cricket? What's the thing that sort of at the age you're at now makes you want to get out of bed on a Saturday to go and play country cricket? I just love playing cricket. Any chance I get to, you know, have a bat or a ball in my hand, I'll take it with both hands like the Sabo, finish work a bit early, so went down to my mates, went down to the nets and, yeah, just love every part about it. Especially playing country cricket, you know, it's not as competitive as as um, playing up in the Metro, but, you know, it's still got that competitive edge as it also, you know, you get to play with your mates every weekend, see them every couple of knots, trainings. Yeah. So is it, is it have you noticed a difference between, say, country cricket and, and the journey you've been on a little bit in Perth? Is there a big difference, do you think? I or? thought there would be, yeah. but there's not that much of a difference between first grade in Bunbury and first grade up in Perth. Yeah, right. Especially playing, like, the country Colts games. Yeah, as well. Like you can't really tell much of a difference. Yeah, okay. Because I think generally a lot of people, you know, sort of especially younger players think, oh, gee, you know, I don't know if I could play premier cricket in Perth yet because you know I'm not not quite there yet. But you're sort of suggesting that, you know, if you're you're willing to challenge yourself, the the the, the cricket is you know there for you to tackle and yep. to try and take on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I, I when I was growing up. You know, my dad always said to me, oh, if you don't make uh, 100 every second week in country cricket, you shouldn't go and play in Perth, you know, sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. I've, I came to understand that mm, maybe dad didn't quite have that one right. <laughs> Wish uh, I could average 50 every year. Yeah, it'd be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but the reality is that, I mean, probably the difference maybe with with Premier Cricket to, to what we play in the country is that I'm guessing most of the the Perth teams, you know, bat really deep. You know, yeah. you know, you've probably got a guy coming in at number ten or eleven in a A grade premium match that might uh, open the batting, you know, yeah. in another competition yeah. sort of thing. So, um, and you can see that when like you go, you versus the WA players, and they're mainly bowlers in the Sheffield Shield or the One Day Cup games, and they come out to bat at five or six for their yeah. Premier League team. Yeah, they can really do it all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at Jai Richardson. 
I reckon he'd probably be as good or bad as anybody in Australia, but yeah. the facts are he bats at number 10 or yeah. 11 in for yeah. Australia when he plays for them and for the Scorchers or whatever. Yeah. But he's a, he's a great bat. We've probably got a little bit far ahead of ourselves already, but that's okay. That's what we do on Out on the Paddock. You know, we're happy to, to, to go where it lands. I'm really keen to dig into, you know, again, with the guests we've had so far, including your dad. Um, I quite often throw the question out, you know, what's your first memory of playing cricket? You know, for your dad and for somebody like me, we had to dig pretty deep to go <laughs> to, to remember that. No, no offence, Glenn. Um, what's your first memories of playing cricket? I can't remember the exact year, but it was that Country 11 Championships, that WA won. Oh, yep. And I remember the final at Dalyell Up. Yep. I don't know why it still rings a bell, but, yeah, it's in the back of the head somewhere. And just obviously playing backyard and with Dad and my brother in the garage. So I think it rings a bell because it's one of the classic yeah. Country 11 Australian Country Cricket Championships of all time. Yeah. Um, I, I, seemed, I seem to remember, um, and I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Ryan Redfern. Somebody's going to pop up and tell me who it was, but somebody hit a six off the last ball. It was Ross, Ross Noll, Noll, I think yeah. it was, wasn't Ross it? Noll. Yeah, there you go, Ross Noll. Yeah hit a six off the last ball to basically win the championships. Yeah. I don't think, I'll speculate, I don't think that's happened ever no. anywhere in any any uh, Australian country cricket championships. Yeah. So I think that's a good, probably a good reason why it sticks in your memory yeah. a bit because it was just wild. Yeah. I can remember I I was in Perth. I think I had a, a country cricket board meeting that day, so I wasn't down here at the game but I was stopping every about 15 or 20 Ks on the way home to try and get it live on my cricket. Yeah. Back then it wasn't, no frog box, but just watching <laughs> the game unfold ball by ball on, yeah. on my cricket. And, uh, yeah, I remember pulling over on the side of the road and checking and thinking, oh, I think the boys are in trouble here. Yeah. Absolute classic classic game. So so that's sort of one of your first memories of, of cricket getting into your blood, I suppose. Yeah. Question that um, I think a lot of lot of people love love to know. What was your first bat? Do you remember your first? I bat? I do actually. It was it was a Christmas present or a birthday present of some time, and it was a grey nickels giant. It was a little oh, catching yeah? bat. The giant. Dad got it for me. Yeah, yeah. it was tiny, but yeah, because it was a catching bat, just pinged off the middle. It was great. <laughs> All the other kids had these cashmere bats. They were way too heavy for them, and I rocked out with this one with the giant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah, I remember the giant. I don't think I ever had a giant. Uh, my first bat was um, a, a Slazenger. It was, um, and a lot of the old timers will remember this, it had a had a big puma, all a black puma right across the back of it and we just yeah. thought it was something, absolutely something. I mean, you'd pick it up now and you go, it's just like a twig, you know, like a stick. <laughs> yeah, right. It was about this this thin, not that everyone can see how this thin is when you're talking on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it wasn't very wide, <laughs> put it that way. Um, but we thought it was the Kim Hughes was using it at the time in test yeah. cricket, so... Yeah, a lot of guys had the Slazenger, but I do remember the Giant. Uh, so what are you working with now? What, what, are, you, what are you using? Um, at the moment, I've just uh, signed on with Arrow Cricket. They're oh, nice. mob in Geelong. Yeah. It's just, um, yeah, I've got a good little deal going at the moment. Just started a few weeks ago, actually. So, yep. yeah, it's been good for me cool. so far. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of a sponsorship happening there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely nice. So Arrow Cricket, keep an eye out for that when you walk out the bat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
your first memory is that you know that infamous, famous game back back at the Australian Country Cricket Championships back in two eleven. So that's eleven or twelve years ago. So you know you're sort of four or five at that time, yeah. and that's sticking in your memory. You started to sort of come through the junior programs here in WA regional cricket, and obviously in particular the BDCA. Yeah. Was it always Marist? You got you sitting here with your Marist <laughs> shirt on right now. Was no. it always Marist? Um, well, when Dad moved to Eton. Yeah, so I just sort of followed him. So my first couple of years was when I was year two or three playing in year six comp, playing for Eton. Played two or three seasons at Eton. And then once he moved back to Morris, I followed him and been at Morris ever since until a few years ago. We didn't have any uh, numbers for juniors. So yep. I moved over to Colts just to play juniors. Yeah. But still playing scenes at Morris. And that was good just to get, you know, a bit of more experience out of, yeah. out of Morris. But... Yeah, Morris definitely my home. Yeah, home yeah, yeah. No, like I say, sitting here with the the Morris shirt, I'm very proudly Morris. One of the things that really fascinates me when I talk to all the different people we've had on the podcast so far is, and we've had some pretty amazing guests. You know, um, we've had Sam Whiteman, we've had Joe Angel, that have you know almost gone the, all the way when it comes to cricket. One of the really interesting things for me, especially when I introduced, when I interviewed Sam, and if you haven't listened to that episode and you're listening now, I'd encourage you to go back and have a listen to it. It's a great, a great um, interview um, from Sam's point of view, not from mine. But uh, <laughs> Sammy constantly referred to how much he valued playing for Colts Cricket Club yeah. down in Bunbury, um, and even though he's gone on to play for. A, Australia in different formats and definitely for the, you know, the Wildcats, not the Wildcats, the Scorchers (laughs) and uh, who's he with now? The Thunder, I think it is. Obviously with WA, won a Sheffield Shield. He still quite fondly remembers his roots, you know, his his base when it came to cricket and that was the Colts Cricket Club, obviously in Bunbury. We had Shane Bidwell who, you know, when when we spoke to him, spoke about how his memories are all around the club that doesn't even exist now out at Lake Grace. Yeah, okay. Um, Johnny Wiley with the Mantra Cricket Club. So I'm hoping for you, you know, doesn't matter, you know, we're all very hopeful that you'll go on to some amazing <laughs> things in cricket, but I, I suspect Maris Cricket Club will always be there yeah. and, and part of your fabric. And obviously we heard, you know, your dad's legacy as well and, and um, his, his long career with Maris. I think it's interesting that cricketers remember where they started. So what what is it about the Maris Cricket Club that you love? It's just the people and obviously the history that I've got with Dad and his dad pretty much founding Maris. But, yeah, just the people there. Like, you can't you can't name a bad person at Maris, I find. Yeah. Everyone's just always willing to have a chat. Walk up to anyone, just ask them how they went and they'll talk to you for literally half an hour about yeah. How it went and what they're doing, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think when we drill down to it, and Sammy said something different. Certainly, um, Shane said the same. It's. It's the people, isn't it? Yeah. That make the club. Yeah. You know, you might have a big flash building, or you might not, or you might have the best nets, or you may have rundown nets, or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the reason we play country cricket is because of the people you get to be with 100%. and spend yeah. time with and stuff like that, isn't it? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great call-out. I'm glad you've called it out. And I, I suspect that's the same for all of us. Yeah. Um, you know, in my case, I've now played for Leshnold Cricket Club for the last 10 years, but for 30 years before that, I played for the Harvey Cricket Club or the Harvey Benja Cricket Club. 
and it's hard for me not to, you know, as much as I love Leshnault and the guys, I wouldn't swap it for the world, but I'll always be Harvey. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how how much I try, it's <laughs> your roots that always yeah. stick, I think. And, yeah. I'll, you know, I love the opportunities, the rare opportunities I get to go and play in Harvey these days. And funnily enough, and some of the guys listening in to this episode of the podcast were there as recently as only a couple of weeks ago, Coop, I was... Uh, fortunate enough to captain WA in the state over 50s in the national carnivals in Adelaide. And about day three, I think we were playing Tasmania. This this kind of, if you're trying to follow me, this evidence is why your, your roots stay <laughs> with you. I'm standing at first slip. I'm thinking about where the field should go. And just without realising it, I've come out with, like, come on, boys, come on, Harvey. <laughs> Even though I was playing for WA at the time, <laughs> yeah. so uh, I think I think Maris will always be in your soul, mate. Wherever yeah. you end up, perhaps. I did that a few times. I remember playing juniors at Colts and be like, "Come on, Blues," or yeah. something like that. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. So doesn't matter for those listening in right now. I'm sure they're already thinking, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I think he's onto something here. Um, the roots of where you start out your cricket, they're hard to get rid of. They've kind of almost become part of your DNA. I had a good look on my cricket. You're probably the first person, again, you're lots of firsts in this episode of, of Out on the Paddock, Coop. You're the first person, I think, that's probably played in an era where all your career's been captured. Yeah. Um, your dad, you know, other guests that we've had, you know, the reality is there's probably only half their career the on there. The back half, too. The, the back half, yeah. yeah, correct. So, but your career, I'm going to call it out as of right now, 279 matches, pretty impressive. 109 is your highest score. Now, it's saying that's your your only ton at this yeah, stage. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. count that one though. No, <laughs> it was okay. A second eleven game against Hale School. Right, okay. No, great, we're taking it. it wasn't mate. a great standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're taking it. Don't mention that on my cricket. We're just going with it's a ton, so it's good. But this is the really good bit, and I'm sure your dad's gonna absolutely just wince to hear this one. I'm sure he's all over it. Best bowling figures of four for none. Yeah. You know, he goes on about his fifer that he yeah. took in the country. But, yeah, he hasn't got four for none. Yeah, I remember that game very clearly too. So was, tell us about the four for none. I was playing four Eton against Leshnault and um, we, we were bowling first. I opened the bowling and we were going to switch at drinks. So I bowled, you know, you get your four overs and then yep. you go around and field to rest. So I bowled my four overs and I got to my third over. I think I already had two for none. There's a few buys in there, but I don't go to the bowlers, so that's fine. And then the last over that I bowled, I was on a hat-trick, and the last ball of my spell, my dad was umpiring, yeah. hit this guy plumb in front of middle stump, yeah. and just gave it not out because you don't play with Ws. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have a hat-trick and a fifer. <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, he's probably thinking, I'm not going to let him get a fifer when all yeah. I ever talk about is my fifer. <laughs> um, so, mate, that's a great story. So just finishing off your, your career to date, and it's only just starting, I'll remind everybody, Cooper's 17, so it's only just kicking off, but he's already made 4,712 runs at an average of 23.1, 83 wickets, which is pretty handy for a wicketkeeper, at 13.11, but clearly it's your wicketkeeping that comes out strongest on, on your stats to so, so far, 174 catches and 61 stumpings. And I'll just call it out, 37 runouts as well. So obviously on occasions when you haven't been keeping, you're having a run around out on the field and you don't mind knocking the stumps over <laughs> there either. So 
We haven't really had too many guests. Wiki keeping, where did that start from? Because I don't remember your dad being a keeper for a start. No, when I was a kid, I was like, really, really short. And I was trying to bowl fast. Like when I got that fourth and nine, it was me bowling little mediums. And dad literally told me when I was 12, 13, you're not going to be tall enough for a fast bowler, which has probably changed a bit now. But ever since then, I've just um, had a pair of gloves in my bag and yep. yeah, that's about it. And do you feel as though that's where you've landed with cricket that you'd like to, you know, keep your career going as a wicketkeeper? Or yeah. is, has the emphasis moved to, right, you know, I need to put more time into my batting and your wicket... I've never been a wicketkeeper, so I've always admired the fact that wicketkeepers have to kind of do both now. I guess Gilly really changed yeah. that. You know, once upon a time, we're going back to the dark ages, I know, but once upon a time, the wicketkeeper would be the wicketkeeper. And generally, you know, if he could bat at nine or ten and he was handy, that was nice. And then yep. Gilly came along and basically changed everything, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, pretty much. So for you, you know, is it a case of you got to work hard on both your batting and your keeping? Yeah, it was sort of like that. Last year I was batting um, seven, eight last year in first grade. But every Thursday, Ben Clark was really good, obviously being an ex-keeper yep. up in first grade and uh, the Wacker comps. And he would take me out into the pitch and just throw balls at me for half an hour to an hour every week. So that was great. And that's, yeah, been probably at least half of my success from last year. Yeah. And carrying on to this year has been focused a bit more on batting, but still doing that 20 minutes to half an hour on a yep. keeping on a Thursday night. Yeah. Just getting right for the weekend. So. Yeah. And so what are, what are the things about keeping that you enjoy most? Why, why do you like keeping? Um... Well, everyone wants to be in the slips, yeah. you know, with the banter. Yeah. So yeah. if you've got a pair of gloves and you're standing behind the stumps, so you're always right there with them. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're always in the chat. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I know. Us dudes who, you know, end up down a fine leg or third man, we kind of live a pretty lonely life quite, yeah. quite often. But, uh, yeah, it's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. You're always in the slips, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, that's a really good one. I like that. I like that a lot. So we've just sort of come through a period where we're heading up towards the the Australian Country Cricket Championships, which are heading off in Canberra, and we're hopefully going to have a catch-up in a little while with um, some of the guys involved with that. You, you made the squad this year, yeah. which was really exciting. Yeah. Um, first of all, you've obviously made it through into the Country Colts and, and have played a few games with the Country Colts. Yeah, I made a, I played in the team last year for the T20s last year, yeah. and then back in this year. Yep. That's been pretty good. And, and again, you've found that experience to really lift you or challenge you a bit? Yeah, 100%. Um, yep. Just playing with, like, not only are you playing against better quality players, but you're playing with better quality players yeah. from all over the country, yep. like you said, in country WA. Yeah. And that's just, you know, listening to their stories after you're out or waiting to bat, it's just great. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, it's that ability to be around, you know, peers, if you want to call them that, that, you know, are trying to, you know, do well in their career, but along the way they kind of lift you as well to yep. play better cricket. And that that's really what we love about the fact that what a lot, a lot of people probably don't understand. Earlier today I was talking to the equivalent of, of the position that I have here in WA as chair of WA Country Cricket. I was talking to the a, a equivalent guy in another state, I won't say which state it is, and he was basically saying to me, Rob, we're just green with envy with the structure that you guys have in WA Regional Cricket where they don't have really a Colts program like we do yeah, and okay. stuff like that. 
And so we're really fortunate that we've had a lot of people who've worked really hard to, you know, have that that opportunity for for Colts players to play in the Premier League in that, in those competitions and stuff yeah. like that. And so to hear from somebody like you that you find that you know rewarding and challenging and gives you that opportunity to get to another level is really what many of us hope would be. So then, like I said a moment ago, you. You did make the Country 11 squad, so congratulations on that because that's huge. Yeah, thank you. Um, it, it's pretty much the highest honour we have in WA Country Cricket. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, you, I, I don't know, you may or may or not have been disappointed to have missed out on this tour, but I guess it, it gives you a taste, does it, yeah. of what, well, what the opportunity is? Uh, disappointed a little bit, but I wasn't even expecting to be in the squad, to be honest. Like, to be named in the... It was a 17-man squad, but probably a few guys unavailable to go so being part of the 20 to 25 best players in the country it's a huge honour it is a huge honour so well done for a start congratulations obviously there's some pretty amazing young talent around WA I've been sort of calling it out for the last three or four years I think sort of your age group you know the the 15 16 17 18 year olds that are in WA country cricket now are, are as good as I've seen for a long long time yeah. there's some pretty amazing players playing you know around your age group is there a few that you know sort of you've looked at and gone you know these guys are, are something yeah well obviously Cody Ryan from Dariela yep. he's been absolute gun for uh this year last year went well too and I just love watching him back on the weekend when he pumped out a 50-odd against the yeah, Invitational 11. It was just great to watch yep. young kids. Um, and Robbie Dawson, who's imported from over in England to Donnybrook. That was just great to watch them too. Yeah, partnership. I was there and it was. It was something to watch, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, Cody bombed a six <laughs> at one point that went out of the ground and... Word is it went very close to hitting somebody's car, is that true? Yeah, yeah, very close. And I think it backs into skate parks, so hopefully no one stacked it. Um, so, any, and any other players that you've played with, say, in the country Colts, that sort of you've gone, well, these guys yeah. are going all right? There's a few from Albany, like you got Seb Stanton, who's playing as well in um, the Country Cup for Albany, and Darcy Ingle, he was smashing them around against Scarborough, and that was great to watch from the other end. You know, dancing. So Darcy from Midwest, isn't he? Uh, he's from Geraldton. Yeah, yeah. The Midwest yeah. area, yeah. Dancing bowlers, cutting him over point for six. Uh, <laughs> wow. It's crazy, yeah. All my job was just to get him a strike. Yeah. Um, and then there's a few, uh, obviously Josh Vernon and Marley Beardman who made the State 19 squad. Yeah. Oh, in the team, actually, yeah. They've just, I've played uh, in the 15s in the country games with them. Yep. They've just been great as well. Amazing talents. Josh is just, yeah, yeah he's been a sensation pretty much the last couple of years and I know my son Justin tells me every time he sees him he's bowling an extra 10 clicks or whatever he's, he's <laughs> yeah he's just... definitely bowling quick back in uh, when was that 2019 yeah yeah him and Marley about even par with each other his pace was yeah yeah so so really exciting times for WA country and and you know I guess one of the things that we never know is where it will all, all go. You know, a lot of you guys may end up playing a lot of cricket in Perth. We accept that happens. But if that doesn't happen, I see some really good years ahead for the WA Country 11 because there's some amazing cricketers coming through and we haven't mentioned the likes of Nick Wilson and yeah. Sam Allen and a few others that yeah. have been 
really knocking it around for the last few years in, in local cricket down here yeah. and, and exceptional cricketers. Um, so lots, plenty, plenty to look forward to. So in relation to where it might land for you, have you sort of got some aspirations or hopes okay. or dreams? Well, obviously, like, I'm just, it was still pretty young and a few years ago, everyone's dream when they're a kid is to play cricket for Australia. Yeah. I still remember when I was 10 or 11, in the summer I'd play playing for Australia in the Ashes and then in the winter I'd be kicking goals for the Eagles, but yeah. that's changed now. <laughs> um, yeah, if I can play the first grade for any team up in Perth, that's, that's great. So but, you're currently doing a bit of stuff with Rockingham Mandra, is yeah, that right? Yeah, so I made yeah. my first grade debut on the last fortnight. It was a two-day game. Yep. And that was a great experience. You know, we're standing at cover watching Ashton Turner hit bombs over my head. <laughs> <laughs> and then... How good's that? Yeah, it's great. They piled on mountain of runs, 414, <laughs> I think it was close to. And we didn't get anywhere near it. But, yeah, it was a great experience to be able to play that at such a young age as well. That is amazing. And sometimes... As hard as it is when you're out in the field and blokes are smashing you around, sometimes you just got to sit back and go, I just have to go watch yeah, this. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, and, and from your perspective, if things didn't perhaps work out in Perth, and I'm not suggesting it won't, in fact, I'm, I'm guessing it probably will, but if it didn't, the ability to place, you know, say WA Country 11 like your dad did for such a long time, that's, that's yeah, an that's exciting prospect. Well. Yeah. yeah. Your, da- your dad pretty much is, you know, one of the the legends of WA country cricket, that's for sure. But it was raised, and I've got to ask you this, we're going to sort of start to wind down, but it was raised, we'll call it out, I think it was Tim Hutchison. Tim Edmonds. No, Tim Edmonds, yeah. not Tim Hutchison. Tim Edmonds on the weekend uh, raised the, the question, you know, who is the better Deering? So uh, I'm happy for you to make the call on that if you want. Oh, uh, uh, well, I was thinking about it because I did hear him mention it to me and you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on my cricket, it says that I've made the most runs in first grade well, in oh, this go. season. Yeah. So, you know, currently this season, I think I'm doing better. But <laughs> no, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, in a very, very far away second place. Pretty amazing cricketer, your dad, and I can hear a bunch of blokes uh, that listen to this podcast going, "I oh, move it on, Rob, turn it up," because uh, we talk we talk about Glendearing and. Uh, it's an amazing career that he had and uh, well worth going back and having listened to the, the, the father, the father episode, listening to your dad talk um, was, was pretty amazing. So we need to unfortunately wrap this up. Time flies when you're having fun and I've really enjoyed the opportunity to have a chat with you today, Coops. But um, before we finish, mate, uh, finish every episode of Out on the Paddock with what I call the super over, yep. where uh, I get a chance. So you, I spent most of my career bowling to your dad and not winning. <laughs> he was bashing me around everywhere. So now I'll have a crack at bowling to you. Um, although I've put a bit of a twist on, on this one. And instead of these questions actually coming from me, I've thrown it out to somebody of your generation. It just happens to be Justin, my son, yeah. <laughs> who you've played a bit of cricket against as well, Justin yeah. Marshall, trying to make his way in senior cricket now, a quick left-arm bowler. Goes by the name, I don't know if you know this, but in B grade, they call him Toasty Sandwich because <laughs> so, of his need to eat a toasty sandwich before every game. Oh, right. Uh, unfortunately, that means I've inherited the nickname Toasty Senior. <laughs> <laughs> So these questions come from Toasty Sandwich, um, and uh, so if you're, you're happy with them, well, next time you see him, you can you can shake his hand or you can you know, give him a uh, clip of behind the ear or whatever you want to. 
So talking nicknames, okay? So Justin's running around uh, being called Toasty Sandwich. I've got to say at, my, at Leshenol Cricket Club at the moment, probably my favourite is the captain of the Leshenol B grade, Chris Templeton, who's going by the name of Bin Chicken. <laughs> so one of the things about country cricket is nicknames. Yeah. Uh, we love them. Um, I can remember playing in a team back in the 80s and I was remembering some of, I can't remember their actual names, but in the team there was Dog, Bat, Whale, Guppy, Snake and Lizard. <laughs> That's all I remember. I remember my brother Don at one point at training saying, am I at training or am I at the Perth Zoo right now? Because uh, they were the nicknames. So do you have a nickname? Um, oh, you know, you get Coops. I'm starting to get Dero a fair bit. Yeah. And uh, if Alan Utterson tunes in, he'll he'll take the honours for this one. But I'm getting called Poops <laughs> a fair bit of Morris. So, <laughs> yeah, we got you. Got any classics that you're playing with at the moment? You know, like I say, we're running around with bin chicken apparently. <laughs> um, no, any, not any, any classics at Morris at the moment. Not really, no. no. None that come to mind, no. But nicknames, I think that's one of the unique things about cricket. I'm sure it happens in other sports <laughs> as well, but the fact that we can take the mickey out of each other. Um, when I was at Harvey Benger at one point, so for some reason they just started calling me Disco. Uh, so I was Disco for many years, maybe because <laughs> they thought I was old and I came from that era or something like that. I don't yeah. know what it was, but, yeah, so I had to work through being Disco. Although these days it's Toasty Senior apparently. <laughs> So second question from Toasty Sandwich is if you had one bowler that you could choose from any form of cricket anywhere in the world or locally or whatever that you could keep to for one over, who would it be? If you could choose anybody you wanted to, who would it be? It's a tough one. Mm, I love keeping spin, so it'd have to be a spinner. Right, eh? I want to say Warney, but he just turns it too much. There'd be too many buys. Absolutely, yeah. It'd be great to keep to someone like Nathan Lyon. Yeah. You know exactly where he's going to put it and you're in the game. Nathan Lyon, bowling to left-hander. Yeah, right. Eh? Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, bowling to somebody like me, I, I don't think you'd have to keep for too long. I'd probably be knocked over the first <laughs> ball, but there you go. All right, so Nathan Lyon, okay, cool. That's, this, that's our second ball of the delivery. Let's move on to the third ball. Thanks, Toasty, for uh, your effort here. <laughs> Toasty's gone with... What song have you got on repeat at the moment? What's oh. going on in your ears on repeat? Um, Mr. Brightside's the go-to. Oh, yeah, right. I've actually, I've got a pre-game playlist that I listen to before every game. Um, okay, tote them out. Who you got on there? There's Marvellous by The Twelfth Man. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Um, Mr. Brightside, Bad Habit. Oh, yeah. By Steve Lacey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I-C-A-N-T. It's by Noah Dillon. It's not a very popular song, but it's just... That's normally the one I have um, queued to last, just, you know... Yeah, just to really get you going. Yeah, the song's just about being yourself and not really caring about what other people do. Like, yep. you can't be anyone else but yourself. That's basically what some of his lyrics are. And... Oh, no, sorry, there's only four, but when... If I'm playing for Maris, I listen to a song. It's called Brother by Ketteline. Um, I just listen to that just because, you know, playing with my brother. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, it's great. And just, I'd do anything for him. I'm sure he'd do the same. So yeah, that absolutely. Song for me. Yeah. So that's Ben? Braden. Uh, um, Braden, I yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah, Braden. So before we go on to the next delivery, 
is it a thrill to be able to play with your brother on a regular basis? Yeah, we haven't, you absolutely. Know, we talk a lot about dad. We'll forget about dad <laughs> right now. Let's talk about Braden. Oh, yeah. Man, fair cricketer in his own right and done yeah. really well. And, you know, I can tell you I got to. I was fortunate to play a lot of cricket with my two brothers and I'm with you. I think there's no better thing to be able to play with your brothers or yeah. your dad if you get the chance. Yeah. Um, so great call out. Braden's still going strong, still doing well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does uh, five for now. So he's only available every couple of weeks. But, you know, when he's back, he really makes his stand. Like he took a five for a few weeks ago yeah. against Donnybrook and really stood up because yeah. we weren't going that well at that stage. Yeah. But when you keep him to him, you just don't know what's going to happen. But <laughs> obviously playing uh, backyard cricket and garage cricket, you, I can pick it, but none of the batsmen have any no. idea. Yeah. If they do pick it, they don't understand how much it turns because he's wrong and normally turns more than his leg spinner. So. There you go. Yeah. A huge advantage for Maris there with uh, brother bowling to brother behind the yeah. stumps knowing exactly what's going to come out. So we've gone with uh, what's on the, the song list and what's toting out before a game, before you walk out to bat or whatever, and there's some good good ones in there for a few people maybe to tune in with. There's a couple there that are clearly uh, outside of my generation, <laughs> so I might have to get you to write those down for me later. Um, so the Toasty Sandwich has then gone with, what's your favourite cricketer of all time? Sam Whiteman. Sammy Whiteman? Yeah. There 100%. you go. Wow. Don't have to think about that. I've got um, a poster in my room of me when I was... Would have been probably seven or eight, and he came down to Colts for like a, him and Mitch Marsh came down to Colts for like an autograph thing, and I was just standing there, didn't say anything to him, I was just staring at him the whole time, and I've got a photo of me and him next to each other, and that's just something I'll always cherish. And he actually gave me a bat and some gloves at the start of last year, yep. and that bat's an absolute belter. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Very good. Yeah, well, like I say, we've had Sam on the podcast, and his Memories of cricket, like I said, you know, in his time at Colts Cricket Club in Bunbury, uh, some of the most special, even though he's done pretty much all, although I think he, you know, as he said in the pod, he's, he's still got plenty of things that he, he would like to do, and I think we'd all agree that he's kind of probably not been given the opportunity to represent Australia like he should have. He's yeah. a class cricketer and done amazingly well, had a few injuries, sadly, that have, yeah. have held him back at the wrong times, but... We're all fingers crossed that Sammy will have a have a, a few good years ahead and really yeah. get the rewards that he deserves. And of course, not not forgetting his dad too, Richard, yeah. who uh, was a pretty handy cricketer in in regional WA cricket as well. Okay, question five, maybe another tough question here. Okay, we'll see how you go. Who would you not want to room with on a Maris Players Weekend oh. away? Um, who are you going with? There's no way I'm sharing a room with that dude. Oh, there's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey Fitt would be one. <laughs> Alan Utterson. Jack Wilson. Don't want to room with him. He would just chat all night. <laughs> Won't get any sleep. Um, so who would you go to, B? Who, who, who would you go, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I score a bed next to? Oh, any of the young fellas. Yeah. Like, um, Drew Thomas, Ben Martinson. Yep. You know, um, obviously, <laughs> brother, but that'd be a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle Davis, it's always good to talk to Spotty, you know, about whether it's cricket or whether it's golf or footy or anything yep. like that. Yep. Um, yeah. But Fiddy's a definite no. No, nah, eh? he just, uh, okay. he'll be up all night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, well, again, as happens uh, with the super over, I've been smashed out of the park, as always. Just spent half my life fetching the ball from the <laughs> other side of the fence with this. But get to the last question. Absolutely number one question. This is straight from...
from the toasty sandwich and basically is probably the most important question you'll ask on this podcast. You know, you hear uh, other podcasts ask the question, should there be pineapple on pizza? Well, you know, we've moved on from that. <laughs> so we're going with Cooper Deering. You've got the toasty sandwich. Do you go the real tomato in the toasty sandwich or are you go in the tomato sauce? Oh, I hate tomatoes, so I'm going to say tomato sauce. Oh, yeah. there you go. So there, <laughs> you've let me down, Coop, because uh, we had this debate, toast, to, Justin, toasty sandwich, a.k.a. toasty sandwich, he has the tomato sauce, yeah. but I'm going to have the real tomato, so. <laughs> oh, I'm a picky eater. Yeah. You know, when we get lunch as supplied, I always pick out all the cucumber, all the tomato. <laughs> I only eat half of it because tomato juice has already contaminated all the other ingredients. <laughs> Excellent. So you're the dude at Country Week, you know, with the ham and salad roll that's taken half yeah. of it out. Yeah, oh, fair enough. I mean, I think the toasty sandwich is right alongside <laughs> you with that one. So there you go. So, well, Cooper Deering, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today, mate. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we, w- many of us in WA Country Cricket are sitting back in awe at what you've been able to achieve so far and where you're going we're loving the fact that you're proudly representing WA country at Colts level and, and, and some opportunities with the country 11 are sure to come around at some point. We're really loving the fact that you're part of a generation or an era coming through now that's really, really proud of being in WA country cricket. It's been great to have you on the podcast and I'm going to sort of call it out now we're planning on uh maybe using cooper a bit more in the future with the podcast and uh maybe capture a a little bit more of the story of the younger players coming through wa country cricket moving forward but coop thanks very much for joining us today on out on the paddock thanks for having me rob it's been a real pleasure thanks mate Cheers. cheers how good was that cooper you are a rising star and wherever your star may land in the future We all want you to know that we are with you and we wish you all the very best and celebrate whatever that may turn out to be. Your love and your passion for WA Country Cricket is evident in this episode and for all to see. And amongst the phenomenal talent that is there throughout regional Western Australia country cricket of those aged between 16 to 19 year olds right now, you are a wonderful example of why 16 to 19 year olds should stick with playing cricket in their local regions and towns. Well done, mate. This is our final Out on the Paddock for 2022. I wanna give a huge thank you to everyone who has tuned in this year. We just simply couldn't do it without you. And a a real special huge thank you to Nat Marshall, the best sound producer in Australia, who totally has made this podcast what it is, and we couldn't do it without you, Nat. Cheers. Thanks for all your love and your passion that all of you share for WA Regional Cricket, and it shines through with the responses that we get and for the love that we receive. Thank you very much. And thank you to Steve Philippi and Andrew Hayes, our country crew based at the Wacker, as well as the whole of the WA Country Cricket Board, including Amanda in the North, Jossie in the Midwest, Brady in the Wheatbelt, Ange in the Southwest, James in the Goldfields, Harrow in the Great Southern, and Steve and Mike, our two independents, for the vision that you have shown to take a punt on me and this podcast to help grow WA Country Cricket awesome effort guys 
the back end of 2022 will see one of the most exciting new annual country comp events take place down in Albany, the Southern Smash. Get on it. If you're on social media, go and search up the Southern Smash. Early in 23, we've got the return, as we've been calling out, of the Australian Country Cricket Championships to be held in Canberra, featuring our WA men's and women's country 11s. Go, you guys. We know that you'll represent WA with huge pride and we look forward to seeing the results that will come out of Canberra in the middle part of January 2023. Also through 2023 and the early parts, especially January, we had the continuance of the massive traditions here in WA of Junior Country Week and Senior Country Week. We can't wait for those to start. Followed closely by our brand new Women's Country Week that's been rolling out over the last few years. And of course, the almighty WA Country Masters Carnival in the last weekend of March. Don't forget, we've also got the wrap-up of our Country Cup and there's so much more to come in this season, 2022-23. Please enjoy a blessed and wonderful Christmas and we look forward to you tuning in again in January for our next episode of Out on the Paddock. My name is Rob Marshall and long live WA Country Cricket.